days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time, and the 49ers and Kansas City Chiefs game is officially over. And there's a lot to talk about, Alex. Um, from great plays to absolute overreactions, uh, this is going to be an exciting episode um, because I think we're going to try to keep it where it should be after this game. But um, yeah, it, it, it was definitely it's definitely a fun time. Definitely a fun time. Definitely some interesting things to talk about and to go over. Definitely a lot of fun things to talk about. Cutback crew, we hope you're ready. We hope you're excited. Faithful, hope you're excited. There were a lot of good things to take from this game and, and some not so good and, and some questions and some concerns. But good news, first preseason game is in the books officially. We got to see the 49ers go out there, take the field. We got to see some of our young guys go out there and get some actual game reps against mm-hmm. an opponent that wasn't our own. I like that. I enjoy that. So make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And Ant, let's let's try and delve into this a little bit. Uh, our bold takes were bold, not accurate though. No, they weren't. V- very rarely do they end up being accurate. That's why they're bold takes. Um, didn't even get to see Elijah Mitchell take the field. The the D line group had its moments, but overall, for most of the game, I felt like they didn't get a whole lot of pressure. Well, I think we have to start out with the fact that. Basically, everyone was sitting, right? I mean, everyone was sitting. Uh, they sat 22 players today. Um, so there was a lot of guys that just weren't out there to even get those first team reps. Um, and then after that, you had Mike McGlinchey and Lakin Tomlinson that were pretty much the guys playing you know, offensive line today. Uh, oh, and Daniel Brunskill as well. Um, and then everybody else had the day off. Um, it was an interesting game. I, I thought that actually to start the game off, Jimmy Garoppolo came out and looked kind of smooth in the way he was running the offense. Um, doing what they do. They got Brandon Ayuk involved. They got Debo Samuel involved. Um, it's unfortunate we got the offensive pass interference against Charlie or Charlie Warner because I believe, um, you know, ultimately that drive could have continued. It wouldn't have stalled out right there and at least uh, produced some points. But um, I thought overall they looked good and they came out and, and, and played pretty clean. Um, there, there are things definitely that still need to be cleaned up, but I didn't think that anything needed to be cleaned up by the, the quarterback, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo or those first group of receivers. I thought it was all guys that were backups that needed to do some cleaning up. Um, so overall, it started out pretty good. It started out great. I, I liked the things that we did in that opening drive. The The unfortunate thing was, like you talked about, and like you had said, that uh, PI from Mr. Warner. Don't like to see that. You don't want that. Uh, but it is what it is. Other than that, that first drive looked pretty solid. Everyone was pretty click, was clicking very, very well. And the team was moving the ball really, really well as well. Um, saw some good things out of the defense, too, that... I guess first team defense definitely right? wasn't a first team defense. Not even close. But that that first group that went out there on that first drive didn't look too terrible. There were some positives there. Um, and we're there, were, dis- there were two possible starters. <clears throat> Correct. Tavon Wilson and Dre Greenlaw. That's it. That's, That's the it. extent. Everyone else was not a starter. And they got a three and out. They got three and out, which you want to see. Yeah. That was good. Um, so I liked that. I liked what I saw out of that. Right. Uh, and then and then you get the first drive with Trey coming yeah. into the game, and you get that first little bit of action there. Um, again, some positives, some negatives. Um, again, everyone's going to take the the ADR touchdown and, and and blow it to the moon with it. It was a great throw. It was a great catch. It was a wonderful route by Trent Sherfield. Trent Sherfield continues to build on the incredible camp performances that he put together during the first thirteen days of training camp, leading into this first preseason game. Incredible route, incredible design. Wonderful job of rolling over Ross Dwelly to pick up uh, pick up on the outside so that Trey could roll out after the play action, set his feet, and then come back across the field. Um, it's actually a play that we saw them work on day 13 during the half-speed walkthroughs at the end when they were going against the scout defense. That was one of the plays. It was the play that drew the big oohs and ahs from the crowd. It did. It was a big throw, again, to Trent Sherfield. This was something that they had practiced and were looking for, an opportunity to strike. Trey went out there and executed. Kyle called the, the the play at the right time and got the right situation, and we got a big touchdown out of it, and you like to see that. Yeah, 100%. This is what we talked about with Trey. Uh, when it comes to deep ball, there is no question that he's the best deep ball thrower on the entire team. I mean, it's not even close. Um, the guy just does it very good, and he had plenty of time. They moved the pocket on a play action. He gave it good fake, and he got out there, and he just – I mean, he let the ball fly, and it was a nice throw, um, and that's what you want to see. 
I thought as the game progressed, you know, I, yes, he did have some bad drops. There were guys who dropped the ball um, when they should have caught it, and it really did hurt. Richie James again dropping the football, which was something we saw all through camp. And then there were times that Trey was inconsistent, especially in the middle of the field where he lets yeah. the ball sail um, and sometimes puts his receivers in precarious situations. Those are all things he's working to clean up, um, especially the one play that was that was real clear that he maybe didn't see a corner that had drifted off. Um, we were watching the game together, so I said he needed to throw that underneath right away. You you saw it too. Um, we're on the same page with that. Those are the kind of mistakes you want to happen in, in training camp and in preseason so these guys can fix it and then really move on. Um, so this was this was kind of what we expected. Try to execute a big-time play like that, show the dynamic ability, show what he can be in the future, um, and then still you see the, the things that he needs to work on. And they, and they were clear, and they were evident, and we don't have to make excuses for him. He's going to own those things, and he's going to get better. Um, just, just remember, he's still a rookie, you know, and this is just his first action ever in the NFL. Correct. I mean, he. I thought he had – I mean, this is the thing with, with Trey. I didn't see roller coaster. I saw greatness, and then I saw – typical rookie mistakes out of out of Trey Lance not recognizing where blitzes were coming from and being able to find you know get the ball out to a hot read on that side of the field um, struggling at times when there was a lot of pressure coming knowing when he can step up in the pocket and try and maneuver out or when he needs to just try and get out and, and create and extend the play because the, the pressure's on right um, there was the one that everyone's going to talk about the Ayuk drop in which he missed two wide open guys in Josh Hawkins and Dwelly on their route, I mean, they were open coming off the line yeah. of scrimmage. He could have easily just gotten rid of the ball three seconds before, you know, Brandon Ayuk had come all the way across the field on his in-breaking route. Um, and you can be upset with Brandon Ayuk all you want for dropping a ball that hit him in the hands. I wasn't happy with it. But he also could have dumped the ball off to Josh Hawkins in space who could have got 12 yards. If Brandon Ayuk catches that ball, he's taking a shot. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it is true. It's very true. Um, and we've got a lot of, you know, comments. I want to make sure that we're kind of getting into – um, people what they're saying you know along the way as we're breaking this game down and there are questions for sure about the offensive line one thing I will say though and and um, that way everyone can feel more comfortable with it is from the time we saw the offensive line play on Saturday last week at Levi Stadium until we saw them play today there has been a lot of improvement yes um, Aaron Banks is better than he was last Saturday yes so that's what you're looking for is these guys to grow is he at the level he should be no, not where everyone was expecting him to be, but as a rookie, he's still developing, and we need Correct. to give him time to develop. Jalen Moore had some rough moments. That is okay. This is what happens when you're in your first NFL preseason game. I think if they don't get better as we go through preseason, then everyone can start to worry, but we shouldn't get too worried yet over a one preseason game. Um, there are areas and things that need to be cleaned up 100%, but it was nice to get that on film because now everyone's going 100%, everyone's working hard. I thought even the defensive line struggled a little bit early on in this game. Later on, they got it going. But when you don't start six, when you have six guys that would normally be your first six guys on the defensive line, um, you know it's going to be a, a different kind of ball game in that front seven area. No Fred, you know none of that either. So uh, you just kind of have to take what you were looking. The good news is we got our backup guys getting good reps against a first team offensive line. Um, so you can really evaluate them, and they can get better off of that. Uh, Gabriel, there was some drop balls. Uh, I remember, I can remember Correct. three for Trey Lance that were clear drops, um, which you don't want to see. Um, fortunately for Trey Lance, uh, some of those guys may not be guys that are out there on the field dropping those balls. Richie James had a drop. Um, you know, Richie James has been up and down. And he's a guy that we've been talking about who needs to kind of show something, and he didn't do that today. He continued his downward trend um, that he's been having since training camp started. Um, but Lance had his moments. Yeah, you're not wrong. Lance did do well. He had his moments where he was strong. He had his moments where he made some mistakes. But you expect those type of things out of a rookie. Uh, Dionne Lenore had some good moments today, um, and he had some bad moments today, some things that I didn't like, especially going against the first team. Um, I don't think that he had as strong as a performance as some people are saying that he had against the first team group. There were a couple times where he got toasted pretty bad, including on the route that ended up being an interception from him. Uh, he got beat. And luckily for him, the ball got put behind the receiver. It hit off his shoulder pads, and then Diamond Lenore was able to make a play. Those types of things you like to see, right? When something doesn't go your way, you keep fighting. You keep you keep trying to put yourself in the right position, and if something comes your way, you try and take advantage of it. I liked that out of Diamond Lenore, um, and I liked what I saw out of Talanoa Hufanga, especially in the tackling department. Big third downs, plays, and balls coming up in, uh, underneath Talanoa Hufanga stepping up, 
making plays, um, bringing guys down for surefire, surefire tackles when other teammates had missed a tackle, and ex making sure that the Chiefs were getting off the field on third down rather than being able to extend and keep plays alive. I liked that. The pass interference wasn't a great look there. Um, and, you know, I didn't really get to see a whole lot more of him in coverage. I wasn't looking at Teleno Hufanga as much in coverage. So I'm looking forward to being able to watch the All-22 film and diving a little bit more into what he did there coverage-wise. But I, I liked the things that I saw from Teleno Hufanga and the things that we expected him to do well today. I felt like he did pretty well. So you don't like the pass interference, and I love it. I, I don't dislike it. I don't dislike it. I like the aggressiveness. Well, I love it. He's right there. He's making contact as soon as the, he thinks the ball is going to get there. Correct. He's just there a little bit early. I'd rather him get there a little bit early than a little bit late right now. Or and, miss it completely. Yeah. So, I mean, he to me, Talano Fonga was um, probably, the besides Trey Lance, the best rookie, you know, as far as what you could see. Because he was, he was filling spots. He was making tackles. Um, he looked good operating, you know, in and around the, the, the box. And on the deep third, which has always been a question whether he could operate in that area. I think you saw the speed difference, you know, when uh, Tyreek Hill got around the outside on him and, and he realized it. But no one's catching Tyreek Hill. So, uh, yeah, he looked good. I thought that overall, Talano Funga had a very good day. Yeah, I, I didn't watch as much coverage, so I'm going to have to watch it and dive into it. But, I mean, I'll take your word for it. You're not you're not typically wrong on that kind of stuff. No, he, he did pretty good. Um, they, they didn't put these guys in any situations where they were, you know, really going to be over the top either. You know, they weren't really going to, you know, struggle. There was no real bad mismatches. Um, you know, you notice they never really got linebackers in bad situations either. Um, Jonas Griffith looked pretty good today. He did. He, he did not look bad. He has a definite shot to make this roster. Um, they talked, you know, Tim Ryan talked about the fact he dropped some of that weight, you know, and, and is a little bit faster and flying around. And I thought he had a good showing. The fact that he didn't play into the second half of this game, uh, goes to show what you you know what they think about this guy, but they definitely saw some questions in the linebacker room uh, because I didn't think that besides him, I, I thought there were question marks all around. So you have the top three guys, you know, including Al Shair, um, and then you have Jonas, and then I think after that you have question marks. Is one of those guys Flanagan Foles? Do they need to you know make sure that they have other guys? It's it's going to be interesting that linebacker room how it's filled out. No, it is, and they're definitely going to probably have to bring in some linebacker help. I would imagine at some point just to add some depth because I, I think you and I both thought as we were watching it, uh, especially once you got past that first group with Greenlaw kind of out there, that there was a noticeable drop-off in terms of performance outside of Jonas Griffith. I liked a lot of the things Jonas Griffith did. Don't get me wrong, he wasn't perfect, but I'll tell you what, he looked a lot better than I expected and anticipated him to look and where, where he was operating right. and where he was working. So I like that about what he did tonight. He was filling. He was get shedding off blocks, getting in there, making tackles close to the line of scrimmage. Um, in coverage, he was always right on the guy. Uh, but outside of his performance, there's some questions with the rest of that group. Jay Ellie says we are signing Michael Kendricks. Is that like confirmed, Jay Ellie, or is that what you think? I'm, I'm honestly, I don't know if that is confirmed or not. I'm actually curious because um, if we are, that would be that would be a nice signing overall. I think. I think. After what I've seen today, that they definitely could use that signing. Mm -hmm. um, that would be a nice one. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. We'll have to wait and see what uh, what that is. I'll have to try and see, see if I can't find some of that information uh, in regards to that. But, I mean, it, right, instant reaction from the game was there was a lot of positive with Trey Lance, all the big plays and, and the like the throw to Warner on the outside. Um, I got to say, man, I enjoyed I enjoyed Charlie Warner and this confirmed it on Michael Kendricks. Brad Jones confirmed it. Awesome, wonderful. That's great. That's yeah. great for the linebacker room. So my, yeah, Michael Kendricks coming to San Francisco, much help needed. We need it. It showed tonight a little bit. Um, Charlie Warner though builds on his performance. Looked solid in the run game. Looking like he's a better, much better pass catcher and route runner than than in the past. Don't get me wrong, he's not a world beater in the route running aspect, but he's getting open. He's being physical. He's making catches and making plays when he gets the ball. I love it. Yeah, and Jordan Matthews as well. Yes. Uh, when you're talking about tight end, you saw Jordan Matthews making blocks today. Uh, got the holding call. That was a complete joke. The one that he, the one that he did hold, they didn't call. Um, so you got to love that. But I thought out, he was he was going against a 300 pound defensive end, and he was able to handle him, you know, on inline and make a block. That is impressive because that has been the big question for him is whether he would be able to handle um, the blocking area of being a tight end and. He looked good today. Even even on the touchdown by Hasty, he got down there, got low, um, and took some people out so that way Hasty could get through and knife through and make the make the touchdown. So overall, I thought he he played even better than I had anticipated and better than we had seen him in camp, and he looked pretty good in camp. Um, so he's gonna press over these next two weeks um, to make the. I don't ultimately think he's gonna be able to to squeak one out over Warner, but Warner's gonna have to keep it 
keep it going to stay ahead of him because Jordan Matthews is coming. And the reason that Jordan Matthews is coming even stronger is he was excellent on special teams today. He was wonderful on special teams. Him and Telenoa Hufanga stood out on the special teams area and the special team side of the ball today. Uh, Jordan Matthews kind of surprised me with that because I didn't expect to see that. I was expecting to see maybe a little more Jawan Jennings action in that area on special teams, but Jordan Matthews took advantage of it. And speaking of Jawan Jennings, utilized a lot today, had a lot of opportunities to make some catches, make some plays, little short screens that they threw to him. He was able to turn into some big plays as well. You like seeing that out of Jawan Jennings, being diverse in this offense and them utilizing him in a variety of ways. Yeah, that's why I kind of thought he might have a chance to make this roster. You know, we were asked that on our live stream. Um, I thought he might be able to squeak in there, you know, at that number that number six spot because um, the way that they're able to use him. And I think also that catch that he made, over the middle from Josh Rosen, where he just you know went up and got it, took it down, um, shows the strong hands and shows the ability. And there were other opportunities where he was open. Um, in fact, the one where Rosen tries to go to Josh Rosen, I mean, I'm sorry, he tries to go to Travis Benjamin, I think yep. it was, uh, on the slant pass. And Benjamin is completely blanketed. Like the guy was playing with inside leverage and Benjamin's expected to get inside on a slant. Um, that's not the best way. That's a bad recognition by Rosen. He had Jawan Jennings. He had a window there where he could have went between the linebacker and the safety and got him the ball. Jennings even looks for the ball, and it just doesn't come. Uh, bad recognition by Rosen, um, and unfortunately, it makes multiple people look bad, and it doesn't get Jawan Jennings the ball, and he should have gotten the ball and made another big play. So, yeah, it, some, sometimes everything isn't what it seems to be. I seen Gary talking about Travis Benjamin earlier. Um, did Travis Benjamin look great today? No, but you know when he looked good? All through practice, and they use him in different ways, and... Um, I, I, I'm not giving up on him completely, even though I did not have him making my, my final six this, you know, yesterday when we talked about this, um, I still think he's got a shot to make this roster because that speed is something, you know, that's going to be impressive. And I am curious how he responds about going against the chargers. He's going to have, you know, a real reason to get out there and play. I don't think by any means this receiver room is decided, no. um, especially because we still haven't seen Jalen hurt out there. And, uh, I think we're going to get to see him in most new in, in some of these preseason games, they're probably the next two games. So it's going to be fun when we get those guys out there and we see what this receiving core could actually look like with, you know, the quarterbacks hopefully being able to get them the ball. Agreed. Look, at, at this point in time, right in my head, in the wide receiver room, three guys have set themselves up. Well, two guys have solid, are solidified, we know about. And a third guy in my head has solidified himself at this point in time to being fairly safe. And that's obviously Debo, Ayuk, and Sherfield. Those three I'm fairly comfortable with as safe guys right now who are for sure in my head making this roster at the wide receiver spot. Um, I want to see Mohamed Sanu. I know that he's, you know, as most people have put him in that wide receiver three mold as the, the lead candidate, but I haven't got to see it in a game and I've seen it in practice to an extent and I've liked what I've seen in practice, but I want to see him do it against an opposing team, not so much our team. And then there's still a lot of questions, right? And Simba Webster had some great returns today and was utilized well in that Kyle Shanahan role, right? They got him on a little reverse. He made made, made a big play. He had the return that was a big play. Um, so he kind of elevated himself from where he was on the roster. And this was a guy who we had talked about when they signed this guy from the Rams that essentially, you know, this could be his role, right? Is that he could be the return guy because that's what he did in LA. And he had a lot, a lot of good return yards. He was averaging over 25 plus on the returns, especially in the kickoff game. Um, we felt that if he could carve out that role and add something to the offense, he could sneak his way in. We saw glimpses of it tonight. We saw flashes of it. He definitely moved himself up the list from the bottom of that roster and the bottom of that wide receiver room up into competing range and is definitely going to get some more snaps going forward. Um, but by no means is this receiving core the final six set in any way. He out Richie James, Richie James. Yeah. Um, because he didn't drop the ball. He made plays. And then when he had his opportunity in the kick return game, uh, he took advantage of it. And you can't say more than that. Um, I thought that some of the guys that struggled a little bit today, Richie James, River Craycraft, um, are going to – They're. I mean, they're not ultimately slipping already because it's one game. Correct. You do not make that kind of decision off of one game. But there are going to be you know, five tough cuts that are going to come. Uh, I, I think that there are – players that can be cut and and not hurt you too much to some of these guys that are real depth pieces um guys that are kind of new to this roster that are that are going to get cut easy i don't think we're going to see any deep cuts don't expect richie james or any of those guys to get cut right now um for sure not until after the chargers game that's where you might see you know a couple of names that kind of perk everyone's interest when they get when they get moved but that's not right now everyone's going to get an opportunity to have a bounce back game and also to have bounce back practices 
Kyle Shanahan talked about the fact that when they're uh, doing these practices with the Chargers, that that's actually a better time to evaluate the players than it is during the Chargers game itself. Um, so that that there's going to be a lot that goes into that, and they're going to want to keep as many of these guys around as they can so they can take a look at them, see how they operate against the Chargers. Um, it, it's a Chargers are a team they're not going to play during the regular season, so these guys are able to go out there, run scheme, and really get into their offense and defense and know that they can um, prepare, and it'll be the best look that they're going to get. This is way better than anything they've gotten in training camp, and they're going to grow a lot from this. So next week's game will be interesting in the fact that they probably won't go as hard as you saw today because they're going to be going against each other for two straight days and they're going to get that's where the real business is going to be happening absolutely it's definitely going to be happening there and yeah i i agree with you you know you and i talked a little bit and i jokingly seriously half serious half joking made the comment that if rosen threw a pick on that last drive he was getting cut too yeah um don't i don't expect there to be any big name guys that are going to get cut. You're not going to see a position right now that's necessarily stacked. It's going to be guys who are on the real bottom half of this roster who just, you know, probably aren't going to make it. Um, I mean, names, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I imagine it's going to be a few guys potentially for one, one, probably one guy from the O line, one guy from the D line, um, and then you may get a corner who's on the back end that they're just going like to Myers. part way. Yeah, Myers they just showed up. He might be gone. He might be gone. I mean, they, in theory, too. I don't know. I would say Myers. I'd say those three right now I'm probably the most comfortable with. Like those three positions are the ones I'm most comfortable with, and then it's really just going to depend. Um, Kyle Shanahan I don't think is going to make a move to get rid of one of the quarterbacks just yet. You're obviously not going to part with Sudfeld. He didn't get in tonight and get a snap at all. Caleb's really sad. No one acknowledged him. I get it. I know. It was frustrating for us as well. Um, and I don't think I don't think Josh Rosen did anything tonight to make him like he needs to be cut. But he definitely showed why Josh Rosen is Josh Rosen. Yeah, and Gerald brought up Hope Watkins gets some reps next game. Um, we were there at practice on Thursday. He's, dealing with, the he, he's dealing with a toe problem. Uh, it was very evident early on in practice. He was limping around. He was grabbing at his foot. Um, and he was gutting it out. But he's definitely not 100%. That could be the reason he wasn't out there um, getting reps today because he's been getting a lot of reps in training camp in practice. So um, hopefully he'll, he'll be healthy and able to compete. If not, he's going to end up, you know, uh, on the IR or something because he, he definitely didn't look good, you know, running around. He, and he had good days of practice. Mm -hmm. I mean, he really did. Um, so that's why you didn't see him out there. Accurate. But, I mean, th there was a lot of good stories for today. I mean, there was guys who looked good. There was guys that played well. Um, and there was guys that struggled. And I think that's kind of par for the course when he's coming to um, preseason football. What I liked is that I, it seemed like everyone kind of stuck around for the end and everyone was still breaking down what was going on. And that's that's awesome to see everyone getting so much into the depth of the 49ers football. Um, so that's exciting to see. But uh, a lot of the players that played in that third and fourth quarter are not going to be on this roster this year. Um, so we shouldn't get too far into uh, overreacting to some of their performances because there's no reason to kind of take shots at some of these guys. They're not going to be on the team. I think the only shot that would be reasonable to take at this point is Vanderdose's undershirt game, which needs to improve oh, drastically. Va Vanderdose's undershirt game is terrible. It's not good. It's not even the same color red. does not know about undershirt game. I mean, does not. <laughs> I, that's the only thing that I'm willing to, to kind of rag on with that last group on. And then, you know, I, I think you and I both thought it was a little underwhelming performance from Ombre Thomas tonight. Expected. Yeah. I wanted to see a little bit more out of him, especially with some of the the good stuff, the good days in camp that he had started to string together in the middle section of of training camp. I was hoping to see more. I didn't see as much. He struggled at times tonight. He was a little soft in coverage at times tonight, really letting guys come up underneath and make catches on him. Um, it wasn't great to see, but it's also the first preseason game. I don't want to overreact to it. Uh, it's you know we can't sit here and pretend like this Chiefs wide receiver room hasn't been very good in the past. And they continue to be good. They're very, they're pretty deep as well. When you're going up against that second group, you got guys like Pringle out there. Um, that he's quick. They got a lot of fast guys out there in space. To me, is he's been pretty consistent in in camp. This is kind of how he's played. Yeah. Um. It it hasn't been that great. He's definitely been playing from behind and learning. And uh, he he's Diomedo Lenore has passed him. Diomedo Lenore is ahead of him at this point. Um, absolutely. And Ombre Thomas has kind of struggled. I, I don't think it's you know really been. I guess it really hasn't been like a, a secret. I mean, I think besides Grant Cohn saying that Ombre Thomas was going to start Excellent. after three good days of practice that he needed to start over Emmanuel Mosley. Um, besides that, I think everyone that was actually there watching understood Ombre Thomas was definitely not ready for that. Um, so today's performance wasn't too shocking. 
Um, I think we were hoping he was going to take a step forward, hoping you get him out there on that big stage against another team and he rises to the occasion. Um, that did not happen. Uh, so he's definitely got some development to do. They've got to put it together, but he still has the measurables. He still has the talent. He's just got to put it together, but he's got a lot to learn still. He's got a bunch to learn still. Yeah. Uh, that That is for sure. Diamond Lenore didn't look too bad. Um, I got I to gotta say, I, I, we, we started to hear it and we brought this up in yesterday's live stream. We talked about it a little bit how don't be surprised if you start seeing people making the push for Aaron Banks to be kind of in a competition with Daniel Brunskill. Um, I know Daniel Brunskill had the one pass pro where he got absolutely bullied by Jones and put flat on his back. And you know what? You and I both kind of thought, and Tim Ryan had pointed this out on the broadcast, that if Hockett doesn't kind of get up underneath his legs, he probably... It's Trey Sermon. Sermon, excuse yeah. me, doesn't get put underneath his legs, that Brunskill ends up staying on his feet. Um, that wasn't a great look, but Aaron Banks had some struggles tonight. Jalen Moore, I thought, actually looked really, really good for most of his sets. He did have some moments in pass pro where he struggled, but for the most part, I thought he operated very well at that left tackle spot, especially when he was with the first team. Well, think about how critical we're being of Daniel Brunskill for getting beat by somebody like Jones. He, he's pretty good. I mean, he's he's an all pro. He's he's top well, he's top five in the league. Yeah, it's right? like no no one bats an eye when you give you a beat by Aaron Donald. You shouldn't bat an eye when you give you beat by this guy. Um, he's he's just really good. He's gonna get you sometimes. Yeah, these these offensive linemen can't play clean the whole time. I thought that was the reason we were getting somebody like Trey Lance that could move outside the pocket and and extend plays and make things happen. Um, Daniel Brunskill did fine. I, I mean, thought he looked great. He's tonight. out there. He also, people need to take into account once again. He's not playing with his, you know, a Pro Bowl caliber center like he was. That was not. That was that was Jake Brindell. Okay, that that's not Alex Mack. Um, so the that is definitely missing. You had Trent Williams not there. So that camaraderie is not there. So. 100% he's going to be just fine. Daniel Brunskill has been excellent all throughout training camp. He deserves to be the starting right guard. Aaron Banks is not ready yet. Aaron mm. Banks will develop. Aaron Banks will get better. Um, he's still learning. He's learning techniques. He's learning the scheme. And when he gets there, then he'll be able to compete with all these guys. That is not right now. Um, it's a disservice to him to put that kind of pressure on him, to try to create some sort of a controversy that's not there. I thought he had moments today where he looked great. Mm -hmm. um, blocking downfield and run blocking and stuff. He looks great. He looked good. But the things we've had questions since they drafted him about the lateral movement um, has always been consistent, and it's still there today. He needs to work on that. He needs to get better. He will. We just got to give him time. Agreed. Uh, I like Tavon Wilson in the open field. He had some great tackles today as well. Uh, overall, I didn't look at any one player and think, oh, God, like – this was atrocious. There were guys who just didn't have good days and good games tonight, but I don't think anyone I don't think anyone who we thought was like kind of a bubble player played themselves off the active roster tonight. Yeah. They just either helped or didn't help their stock. Yeah. I think I think the one that, that I think probably struggling the most is Richie James. Yeah. Um from what we saw at what we saw at camp until now, it, it's consistently the same thing. Drops, drops, drops. And then I thought when he had his opportunities to make a name for himself in the kick return game, he did not do that. Um, th those are going to be big problems for him. And unfortunately, I think he's working himself off the team. And I think Kyle really likes him and wants him on this roster. But I don't think he's going to be able to beat out these other guys. There's too many talented players in front of him. And he's going to be gone, I think. Um, this is the writing on the wall. Maybe next week he comes out and blows it out of the water. He very well and, 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 you know, takes this spot back. But I think it's hard. I think it really is. And, uh, yes, um, Rob Swink is correct. Uh, Rosen, is colorblind. Rosen is colorblind. He's definitely colorblind. Uh, next week, only, it's only going to get tougher for all of these guys because yeah. you can imagine next week all 22 guys who sat today aren't sitting next week. You may have some names that played today that sit next week as they try and get these guys in and out if they're trying to make decisions and get them more touches and more looks. Um, but you're going to have guys who are going to have to mix in and are going to be competing and getting less opportunities in next week's game versus the Chargers because you have guys who are going to be on the field and suiting up and playing who didn't necessarily play today. Um, and it's one of those things now where the, after this first preseason game, it's all going to tick by extremely quick, right? You're going to have this week of practice. You're going to have the, the, two, the couple days where you're meshing with the Chargers and getting stuff done. You're going to turn around and play that game, and then you're going to go immediately into your dress rehearsal after that and your dress rehearsal game against the Raiders. It's go your your opportunities to put stuff on film is very limited 
Next week is your really, for any of these guys that are on the bubble or close to making the 53-man roster, next week is going to be your last opportunity to have a lot of game opportunity and game film to put it on film because the starters are going to take about half those reps in that last game. Yeah, and big cuts are coming. You know what I mean? You're going to have the small cuts right now, and then you're going to have big cuts coming down. So um, a lot of guys are running out of time to make their you know make their play and make their points. I think that the, the it's going to be more pivotal for the Chargers' practices than it will be that game. Correct. Um, they're going to have to prove that they're you know able to handle you know this being on this roster and making this team. Um, there is still room for people to make it through special teams, but uh, if you have if you have a chance to be a starter, you're definitely going to be you know on this roster. So um, I thought today some guys took steps forward. I thought some guys te- took steps back. Uh, ultimately, none of that is official yet, you know, as far as what will happen and who will get cut, because I think we think the guy, the, you know, there's about 80 guys on this roster that are pretty safe. And then there's 10 guys that are up for cuts, and I think they already know who they are. Um, and unfortunately, they're not going to get another opportunity, but um, these guys will. And, you know, I, I think that overall the game lived up to the excitement because of Trey Lance. Um, he really did come out there and, and put on a show. That ball he threw was so perfect and so nice. That I think it did get everyone hyped up and excited. Um, I think the two quarterback system is going to be real this year. I think Tim Ryan was saying it without saying it. Um, the way he said there's going to be a quarterback play. Everyone says it's a quarterback competition. There's going to be a quarterback plan. I believe that is his way. He knows he has insights into this team. Um, he knows what's going to happen. They're going to run the two quarterback system this year, Jimmy and Trey, and it's going to be exciting. And teams are going to struggle to deal with it. Correct, because you can't just go into a situation right where if Trey Lance comes on the field. This guy's just going to run the football. We saw an entire 30-plus snaps of Trey Lance tonight. That was not Trey Lance running the football. It was Trey Lance throwing the ball and throwing the ball downfield extremely successfully. So if you come out with Trey Lance on the field and try and play the pass, he's going to be able to beat you with the legs. And if you come out and try and stack the box and take away the run game, he can beat you over the top with the pass. And Jimmy's going to be able to operate over the middle of the field better than almost any quarterback in the league. And hopefully, at times when he has the opportunity, take some chances and some shots downfield to keep teams guessing. But you're not going to have to rely on either one of these guys to do one thing. You can rely on both of them to do it all. Well, one thing I learned tonight from 49ers Twitter is that crossing routes, dig routes, um, anything out in the flight are all checkdowns, no matter what. Uh, when Jimmy Garoppolo is playing if it's quarterback, under eight yards, yeah, it's a checkdown. It's a checkdown. Um, yeah, Jimmy was going to his, his, a lot of time his first read, his first target, and getting him the ball. Uh, Brian Ayuk, you know, Debo Samuel. So overall, I thought it was a good performance by him. I thought overall between the two quarterbacks, they both put on a pretty good show. I thought there were times, you know, that maybe it was up and down as far as with Trey Lance. Um, But I expected that because he really came out there and ran the base offense. They were really doing that on purpose. That's what coaches do. You get them running the base offense, eventually you will expand it. But you need them to understand that he needed to be able to make the reads, be able to handle all the blocking, you know, uh, adjustments and all that stuff. Um, and I thought, for the most part, I was very happy with what he did. Uh, I didn't think there was any glaring you know, things that really made me worry about him because I think um, I expected him to make mistakes, and I think anyone that didn't was um, just over the top on that you know, and hyping it up too much. It's like, just let this guy play, let this guy do, grow. Doing too much, do less. Yeah, you're doing too much, do less. Um, like Chuck, from you know, or Kunu, as it would be. Um, <laughs> Kunu. Kunu. Good old Kunu. Yeah, so <clears throat> I, I, I think that those things didn't shock me. Now, one thing that did surprise me was that um, Trey Sermon put the ball on the ground. You know what I mean? That was a little shocking. And I think it's because he got the stinger, so maybe that – but we got to see multiple running backs put the ball on the ground between that and we got and um Jermichael Hasty, which is a real issue for Jermichael Hasty. It actually is, yeah. That is the one thing that's I guess holding him back because he looked really good when he ran the ball. Um, but that putting the ball on the ground is not gonna be something Bobby Turner ultimately likes and definitely something Kyle Shanahan doesn't like. Not at all. Uh, George, 49ers George, we appreciate that, man. Y'all killing it. Yeah, definitely. We, we like that a lot. Thank you so much. Uh, he also said he liked what he saw from Lance Hufanga, Matthews, and Jennings. All guys who had some good stuff today and put agreed. some good stuff on film. Yeah, definitely agree. Uh, agreed. Agreed entirely. Um, and, and look, I, I, I know a lot of people are down on the O-line play. Um, they feel the second group you know, had, its, had some bad moments, and they did. Like, Don't get me wrong. They definitely had some bad moments. Uh, but a lot of that came in blitz situations where the, where the Chiefs were sending a lot of guys, and there was some miscommunication. And those are situations, too, where Trey Lance can help himself out a little bit by recognizing blitz, understanding where the, where the blitz is coming from, and finding the hot rate, hot rate, hot route, get rid of the ball, dump it off, um, and keep yourself from having to take some sacks. 
there were probably, I think he was sacked, what, four or five times a night? I'd say there was probably one to two of them that he could have avoided taking an extra shot if he had gotten rid of the ball early. However, I did not like some of the non-calls that he was getting on throws where he was getting rid of the ball and then getting hit high. He took some shots high that were completely unnecessary, and I was a little surprised the refs kind of kept the flags and kind of held those ones tonight. Yeah, I think that was concerning. And I think what was concerning as well is I think you saw some times where protection broke down because uh, maybe it wasn't, you know, the communication wasn't good enough. Correct. Um, Brendel's in there playing center. And to me, it's sometimes like one, there's one play where Charlie Warner uh, went down to block and he didn't have to because um, Coleman, was it Coleman? Yeah, it was Sean Coleman. Sean Coleman uh, had no one to block. He could have easily kick slide, you know, fanned out and got the guy. And then Warner could have picked up the outside guy blitzing, um, but he did not. So there's a lack of communication there. So it wasn't like it was a bad scheme or a bad recognition. Maybe even Trey Lance saw that. Maybe that's why he didn't know someone was coming from the backside. He thought, oh, I have the numbers here. I'm okay. And then the numbers weren't there because of a miscommunication between Coleman and Warner. Once again, you know, two guys that are kind of battling to make this roster. Um, but that could have come from the center. The center's got to recognize that. This is a, a similar issue to what we had last year. That's why Alex Mack is so pivotal. Mm -hmm. um, because when we had those backup centers in last year, we had a lot of a lot of times where they didn't slide protect, they didn't move, they could have easily um, slowed their protection in this one, fanned out, made the blocks, and gave Trey Lance a plenty of time to operate and make a play. They did not. Um, it would have been nice because whenever a blitz comes like that, you leave yourself vulnerable as a defense, and they could have taken advantage of that, but um, it, they got to fix that. But good thing is they got it on film now, right? Now sure. they can bring Warner, they can bring Coleman in there, they can bring Brindell, and they can go over this and say, hey, this is what should happen. Um, Trey, did you see this? You know, what were you thinking? What did you see? And then they can put this all out there and they can get it fixed. And then these problems will, you know, kind of fix themselves. So as we get into Chargers game and then the Raiders game, if these mistakes get less and less, then that's what you, what's really important. Um, we can't really put too much of a magnifying glass on what happened today. We just look at it as a uh, kind of a stepping point, right? A stepping stone to what we're trying to get to. This was the first step. Let's see where they take it. If they stay at the first step next week, we know we got real problems. Then everyone can start getting frustrated. If they take a step forward, whether it's a small step or a giant leap, no matter what it is, um, you can be excited to know that this team can grow. Very true. You can you can see you'll be able to see the development for yourself. You'll be able to see them taking the right steps and, and growing in the right right direction. Um, and it's just going to take some time. You're a rookie quarterback trying to get familiar with the O line with a backup center in there playing. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they are able to together grow right get more comfortable together because as soon as that starts to happen and they start to get that chemistry in sync trey's going to understand the weaknesses of the o-line and where he's going to have to step up yeah right and vice versa the o-line can hey we need to give him the we just need to give him this much time because if he has this much time he's gonna be able to make his reads right get his feel be able to move, maneuver in the pocket better and then extend plays when he needs to yeah do you see a super chat from 49er george 365 thank you for the five dollar super chat and mm -hmm. i have to ask I think, but it's really small on my monitor. Is that a picture of Ray Wershing as the as the thumbnail picture? I believe that is. That that is solid. It's a solid. Um, that is the original kicker that I got to see. You know, growing up, uh, Ray Wershing was always um, somebody that I paid attention to because he kept his head down the whole time and was real focused. Had all the the big field goals, you know, in uh, and Super Bowl sixteen. So uh, that is solid. I like that a lot. Absolutely. Uh, WWE Clark with the Chiefs Kingdom. Good to see the Chiefs fans in here. We nice to have WWE Clark there. I like that. Um, is he actually, you know, from WWE? I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say no. Yeah. I'm going to go with no on that. I have um, no problems with this WWE. I got a, you got a problem with the Chiefs Kingdom? No, not really. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can celebrate uh, preseason wins all you want. I know. I mean, it always leads to great seasons in the regular season. Always, man. When you go undefeated in the preseason, you're guaranteed to go undefeated wasn't in the it, season. Wasn't it Andy Reid that went like 0-13 at one point and still was going to the playoffs every year? Accurate. Yeah. So. Accurate. Preseason is not a good measurement. Winning games in the preseason is not a good measurement of your team's success. Yeah. Um, it, it can just mean that your backups are better than other teams' backups, which is great. Um, but if your starters aren't better than everyone else's starters, you still have a problem. Yes, you do. <laughs> you still have a big problem. You, they have to at least be up there close, right? And then the whole team can take care of business. But if you're not close, then you're probably going to lose. Brad, great question here. How do you guys rate our overall special teams at this point? You know what? Today, I thought that there were times that they, they didn't look great. Mm -hmm. um, they definitely have you know room for improvement. I thought there were players that looked good. Like I thought, you know, as far as returns, uh, Simba Webster looked the best. I think that was very clear to everyone. Um 
And then I thought that Talano Fonga stood out and Jordan Matthews stood out as guys that were making plays on the kickoff team, getting down and Talano Fonga pretty much anytime he's on special teams, he just, he does look like that guy. Yeah. Um, but I thought those guys were shining, uh, shining, but I thought overall our, our kick coverage wasn't that great. No, and it I, needs some I was, improvement. I was definitely concerned about the kick coverage. Um, kick coverage was not as cleaned up as you would like. Uh, there were a lot of times and a lot of opportunities where there was a lot of space. Um, and then even when there wasn't a lot of space, there were a lot of running lanes. Um, it felt like guys were getting out of position or getting pushed out of their, their lane and their angles that were supposed to be attacking. And so there's definitely some things in that aspect and that third of the game that can be cleaned up. Um, but, I mean, that's special teams, right? If, especially if you have a lot of talented guys, you're rotating in a lot of guys in special teams units trying to figure out who the pieces are going to be. Uh, I think it'll be a lot more cleaned up next week. And I think we do, we got to see some of the guys who are standing out and maybe making it really hard right for this coaching staff to have to cut one of these guys um, in another position group because Jordan Matthews stood out tonight. Maybe maybe you're Kyle Shanahan going, shoot, do I have to keep four tight ends now right. if I like what Charlie Warner's been doing offensively and, and keep Jordan Matthews around because, one, I can use him in the passing game. He can continue to improve and get better. And, number two, he's performing on special teams. The huge jump is going to happen from this week to the next week because they're going to get days of practice working special teams against the Chargers. Right, um, right now, you haven't got that. We, we've went and watched them do special teams three times now. And every single time that we see them, they, you know, they're kind of, they're, you've got to go through the motions. There's not, you're not allowed to hit everyone full speed. Um, when you're playing another team, it's going to change. So I think you'll see a big jump from what you saw today until then. I think they'll kind of tone this in. And they're still trying to figure out who's going to be the return guy. Um, we saw Travis Benjamin back there. We saw Richie James, and we saw uh, Simba Webster, even River Craycraft. Um, but I think there'll still be some more opportunities for those guys. But definitely kick the kick and punt return needs to be something that they fix. I just don't know if they can do it with Webster, even though he's probably the, the best guy or looked the best today. I don't know if he's that guy because he, he doesn't do enough yet in the past game uh, to be able to break that top six. Not yet. And we'll see if they add on and if he, he adds on to his performance at all. Uh, I would imagine he's going to get his opportunities this upcoming week, especially with what we saw in the return game today. Uh, but we'll we'll see. You still got guys like Elijah Mitchell who could be getting some run in as well. Sanu yeah. didn't play tonight. Sanu could end up doing some sort of returning as well. Um, Travis Ooh. Benjamin didn't really. This is I feel bad. Travis Benjamin didn't get an opportunity tonight to do any sort of return situation. Every time he was back there to return, the Chiefs were you know, in punting from around their own 40, 45 yard line. I mean, that's where the punter was standing. And that kid, that guy's got a cannon. Yeah. I mean, he, he put one at the one yard line. He coffin cornered one directly out of bounds. That at one the was one. nice. What are you supposed to do if you're Richie James, other than plant your feet at the 10, let the ball go over your head and sell it. Like you're going to try and return it and hope the ball rolls, rolls into the end zone. That's all you can do. Uh, Richie James really didn't get an opportunity tonight to return, or not Richie James, excuse me, uh, Travis, Travis Benjamin, Benjamin didn't really get an opportunity tonight to return kicks. And Richie James had some chances uh, opening kickoff. He had a chance um, and didn't really do anything with it. And in fact, I, don't, I think he got right back to the 20-yard line. Yeah, both times he made it either right before, the, you know, I think it was the 18 and the 20-yard line. He did not um, look dynamic. This is kind of what we expected from Richie James in that department. And it, it it's not good. And I, I, I've been saying that that's how he needed to make the team. He needed to show that he could flip the field. Um, that he can make explosive plays, and he hasn't proven it. Um, but besides Webster, no one proved it today. You know, no one really went out there and, and executed. I think Travis Benjamin, as far as the coffin corner, yeah, that's not his fault. You plant your heels at the 10. If the ball goes over your head, you let it go. Um, that happened to him twice. And then the time that it was in front of the 10, he made a fair catch, um, and it was a great hang time. There's just nothing you can do about those situations. Um, I would love to see him actually get, you know, a return. I think the one time he did get a return was the – um, the time that there was a penalty, so it, it really didn't matter. But um, there, we need we need definitely need the return game to step up. We need the special teams to step up. And it's not like they don't have the talent to get it done, but we need to get these guys out there. And Elijah Mitchell is a gunner on, on the punt team usually. The fact that he's not out there means you're not as good on that punt team because he looked really good in practice. He did. He did look really good in practice. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens going forward with this group and with this team um, because there's a lot of guys who can contribute still. Um, who we didn't get to see out there or got to see a little bit of out there today. And I imagine they're going to be mixing and matching some of these special teams units um, going forward just to kind of see what the best the best group they can kind of put together can be. Yeah, 100%. There's going to be a lot of interesting things that go into it. Um, also, just figuring out which guys make special teams, you know, and which guys don't, you know, because you can't keep guys just because they're special teams guys. They have to be able to play other positions have to. and be able to do well on offense or defense. They have to be able to contribute. 
because um, you're an injury away from somebody, you know, contributing 60 or 70 snaps to your football team. And you can't have it be, you know, a guy that is not as good as somebody else just because he's good at special teams. Correct. It, it cannot. It just can't. It can't be that at all whatsoever. Uh, look, we don't want to give too much more uh, because we do have a reaction show for you coming tomorrow in which we're going to go, or excuse me, a recap show that's going to yeah. go in-depth much more into what's going on. So if you got any questions right now about any performances right like that, leave them right now. Let's get some get some nice Q&A in the chat. We'll give, give a couple questions, probably about five to ten questions that we can answer about maybe a player that you saw tonight, some concerns that you may have, anything like that. If you're not subscribed or a member of the Cutback Crew, make sure you hit that subscribe button and that notification bell. Like the video, share it with the faithful, all of that fun stuff. Um, why was Mitchell not playing from David Campbell? I have not heard anything of exactly why he's not playing. So I don't know. I just know he was an inactive. Correct. He was definitely an inactive. Um, not sure at all whatsoever. We appreciate that, uh, 49ers George. 49ers Cutback is the squad. And yeah, we appreciate that for sure, definitely. On. Absolutely. We love it. We absolutely love it. It uh, doesn't look like the Cutback crew's got a lot of other questions right now. And you know what? That's okay, Cutback crew, because we're going to have a lot of great stuff. Brad for Jones has one for you. Oh, he does. Alex, how'd you rate our punter tonight? Good and bad. Here's the thing. I did see some good from Wisniewski tonight. I did see a couple of a uh, couple of kicks in which he got some distance on it, and almost in in you know in my vision of a punter flipping the field, almost flipped the field. I just felt bad for him because the two times where he did get really nice kicks off tonight, where coverage was not where it was supposed to be, there was no one else down there, and they were able to get some nice returns going. So I didn't like that at all. No, uh, JLE Pasta Man got zero snaps. Zero. You probably won't see him play at all during the preseason. I would imagine um, not. If he gets in, it will be very limited, but uh, he, he has been struggling at camp. He has been struggling he, at camp. He, he's not, it's not like he's close. He's a couple years away. Yeah, he's got some time. Yeah. Uh, Trent Shurfield, wide receiver three, making he, an argument for it. He could be. He's right there in that competition. It's him, him and Muhammad Sanu right now for, for wide receiver three. Yeah, agreed. Uh, what are your thoughts about D'Amico Ryan's defense and cornerback blitzes? I love it that the one where Griffith almost had the pick when he dropped back. They showed, showed the they, showed the double A. Yeah, they showed, showed the double A blitz. He drops back right into his zone, finds the wide out. The, I think it was the tight end that was sitting in space there, and just gets his hands up a second late. If he gets his hands up a second earlier, it's a pick six to the house. I loved it. I love the creativity. Nothing crazy out of D'Amico Ryan's, but keeping offensive coordinators guessing. Yeah, they're not going to do a whole lot, and it's preseason, so they're going to they're going to keep it kind of close to the vest. Um, they're going to do a little bit, but really, they're just trying to evaluate these guys doing their normal jobs, um, how they're able to execute doing you know normal football things, normal plays. It's not so much based on scheme right now as it is on technique, and that's what they're evaluating. So that's what you're going to see from them as you know as we get into the season. Of course, you're going to see a ton of blitzes from D'Amico Ryan and those kind of things like you just saw the double A and, and kind of get out of that is a staple since. Robert Sala was there. Absolutely. Uh, Caleb coming through here with the clutch intel. Mitchell has an adductor strain, and they say he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Okay. This is what we talked about um, before we were watching the game was. When we heard, as soon as as soon as soon we heard yeah. Elijah Mitchell not playing, I immediately got sad, and then Ant came in with this not even hot take because this is probably exactly what's happening. They can't afford to lose one of these running backs, so somebody's getting stored, and Elijah Mitchell's that guy. This is the same thing they did uh, with Jermichael Hay, oh, not with Jermichael Hayes, the same thing they did with Juwan Jennings, right, last year yeah. with the with the back stuff that was going on with him, and they stored him on the practice squad. Yeah, they, they do this a lot. You know, they'll store him on the practice squad. Um, we'll see if you know what they do with uh, Mitchell overall if he's able to come back. But a couple weeks is right there at the end of preseason, so um, it might be a way for them to be able to keep him on this roster, not have to cut him, not have to cut Hasty, you know, or Gallman. Correct. Agreed with you there. Uh, JLA was our defensive play calling more vanilla than our offensive play calling tonight. I wouldn't say either one was more vanilla than the other. No, I think they were both really vanilla. I mean, they really were. Um, Kyle didn't pull anything out. He ran a couple play actions, but really, this is just install one hundred and one. This is the stuff you do um, in OTAs. He he didn't go crazy on anything, and we we saw a lot more creativity at camp. We saw a lot more creativity on Saturday. Uh, we went to that the live practice, so. Um, yeah, he, he definitely kept it, you know, low key and kept it, you know, easy going. He didn't put nothing on film, but allowed these guys to go out there and compete. Agreed. He definitely did. Uh, and George, yeah, I saw the one where Hufanga had lined up on the edge showing blitz. Um, there was a couple different times where they walked guys down, walked guys back, 
sprinted guys up. Um, Tavon Wilson at one point, I saw him come running up. Same thing with uh, Marcel Harris, where they they had him outside, like in coverage, and then kind of bl- kind of sho- shoveled him in, almost like an edge rusher, and then he moved back into a traditional linebacker set look and and ran just a basic zone coverage. Uh, they're doing a lot of different movements and kind of moving guys around tonight, uh, but it wasn't anything like crazy in terms of showing things or disguising heavy. Um, yeah. Really just trying to get them into the base and make sure they're executing against base sets. Yeah, that's all they're trying to do. It, this is all evaluation. This is all seeing how they can handle doing the basics. Um, and then eventually they'll get into the scheme stuff. But uh, they'll start game planning for Detroit here pretty soon. So um, once they start game planning for Detroit, then they'll be working on that on the side. And then they'll just keep executing these to- type of things in the game. Uh, you have dress rehearsal against the Raiders. So that'll be fun. That's when we'll finally get to see our first team units all the way out there. Uh, Nick Bosa probably out there, you know, so that'll, that'll be fun, but we got, we got to get through chargers and then we can get to the Raiders when that dresser still happens. And ultimately we get to the Detroit lions and um, I'm sorry, Pine soul, because if you had problems uh, in the preseason this week against Russo, you're going to have a lot of problems against D Ford, Samson, Ebucom, Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead. Yeah. Tons of, tons of problems. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, look, we, we had a lot of fun. A nice little recap here. We're able to give you a nice instant reaction to the game, let you know some of the things that concerned us just based off of you know the initial everything that happened, right? And then just talking about some of the things that we liked. And tomorrow morning, we're going to go in-depth even more so you don't want to miss the full live reaction show that we got coming to you tomorrow morning. Make sure you're tuned into the channel. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Make sure you hit that notification bell as well. And... Head on over to the 49ers Cutback Shop, 49ersCutbackShop.com, and cop yourself some sweet 49ers Cutback gear or some 40 freaking Niners merch. Let everyone know how excited you are for the 49ers. Let everyone know how excited you are about this podcast. Yes, and Jay Ellie, I thought the X Raiders looked pretty good. They did. Um, we're going to get into that for sure because Arden Key, uh, we saw at practice, and Arden Key and Maurice Hurst have been doing very well in practice. So uh, we're definitely going to get into that in a great length tomorrow. Absolutely. You're not going to want to miss any of it. Cutback crew, we love you. 49ers fans, until tomorrow, you stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way.